1: Hey! welcome to tribe of two the officially unofficial podcast for the book of boba fett on disney plus i'm jim i'm aaron and today we're talking about chapter three the streets of Mos espa uh aaron what'd you think of the third
2: episode the streets of Mos espa are a lot goofier than the tribes of tatooine let me tell you goofier okay the streets it's, the streets of Mos Espa are akin to the streets of Gotham City and that one Batman where uh, everything was in neon colors and Robin was a punk and he stole the Batmobile and it's just kind of a mess and everybody had nipples cod pieces and rubber nipples that's yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting from Mos Espa it's not a good vibe <laughs> if I was Jabba I would I, or if I was if I was Boba I would take off with the huts this is <laughs> yeah this is your muscle look at your muscle dog you're gonna <laughs> your, your family's gonna die <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if the New Mutants can get the job done. There's certainly no original X-Men. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. Gamorreans. Yeah, that's cool. Danny uh
2: Trejo. that's looking up Rancor. Oh yeah, I'm I'm digging this. (laughs) Wait, wait. That this is this is your 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 rival motorcycle gang, and they're riding
1: space Uh, space
2: segways. Yeah, Uh that's yeah. I I was trying not to bite one of our
1: emailers, but yeah, that's rough. Well, yeah, uh, I'll bite him because I didn't read the email. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I hated that that action scene. This week's obligatory oh. action scene was much worse than last week's obligatory action scene.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, to me. I don't know what you do. I guess you write the thing and you're shooting it and it's just not working and you can't you, this the speed never seems like it's going more than fifteen <laughs> miles an hour and you're looking at the dailies and what do you do? Just cancel it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go I back feel to the like, drawing yeah. board. I feel like you're Disney. Just film film something because it just it just mm-hmm. it just didn't work, man. Like even pod racing is as much shit as it gets in episode one, at least it was genuinely exciting. Like there was a, a, a oh, real yeah. a sense of speed. There was. Uh, yeah. But I feel like an old lady in a walker could mm-hmm. have could have could have just grabbed uh you know <laughs> knock off Bib Fortuna's collar and just jerked him out of it at any time at any time during this race. Boba's yeah. got a jetpack for God's sake! He could just landed. Landed in the car seat next to this guy. It would have been a more amazing action scene.
1: To be and honest, and he practically does at the end, right? He just that's what I'm in. saying. That's yeah, I thought it was pretty sad, and uh, I don't know. I'm, it, I I like this episode overall. I think there are some very cool things in here, some good things. Um, it's just boy, that action scene really turned me off. That no, I there was a lot to like in this
2: episode, yeah. but there also it felt like you know. Yeah, everything involving the cyber, the cyborg gang was just I'm calling them the vapor thieves, the vapor thieves, uh, they're stealing the economics, the economics water. of Tatooine was bizarre. Like Boba Fett's like that much for water. like, look guys, I father, I don't know if you know this, but the reason water is so cheap in earth is because the planet's covered with two thirds of it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Like we, you can't get fucking away from water on this planet. Tatooine, the desert planet mm-hmm. that has the two suns, not so much water. There used to be. Still needed to live. Still needed to live. Not so much water. It, it might be fucking expensive, <laughs> especially in times of unrest. Like when you come and you murder the legitimate uh, black market overlord and there's a power vacuum that fills it. Like, it, you know, cause and effect. Master fed. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like there there is a lot of cause and effect going on here with the story they're telling. But I I want to I want to get to that later. Um, I like the flashback scenes a lot. Mm-hmm. I think like the you know he's he's paying a price for the things he's doing there, uh, and he might not be you know making all the right calls. And I think that's interesting, especially with how it interfaces with the new version of Boba Fett that you see um, in in the, in the the now the current timeline. Yeah. Uh, and then I really liked the Wookiee fight and the Rancor scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those those things were really good. Wookie fight was okay. I still I just like to see Wookiee's with... fight. I I rarely get to see Wookiee's fight, and when they when they do, it's usually with their bowcaster or something. That's and true. like just to see one, but to see one take a bite of a Gamorrean? yeah, yeah. hell yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got vibro knuckles a swinging left, right, and center. Right, uh, I, I, I I it was a little bit let down because you still have the Power Rangers sure uh, yeah. coming in to to do it uh the the, the teenagers with attitudes mm-hmm. uh that vapor face recruited i it, that's yeah but it <laughs> that was a great that was the the best of the action scenes but oh my For god sure. it didn't have much competition
1: yeah uh all right i don't know how much more i want to say up front about this i feel like we should just get into the recap let's do it but first let's take a break Here are the highlights coming up this week on bald move
2: our coverage of hot d fire and blood and the 1980s shogun miniseries continues but then on tuesday for the first time in 35 years we ask the question who framed roger rabbit hop aboard the train to toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later
1: then on wednesday we get our first look at blake crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series dark matter first two episodes drop simultaneously on apple tv plus and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe you can find these and many other great podcasts by
2: searching for bald Move pulp or bald Move prestige in your favorite podcast app
1: all right let's get into the recap boba gets the lay of the land of of moss Espa after java's death and then one of his vassals comes to see him with a complaint and also a lucrative solution. Uh, he, he, we're talking about the vapor thieves here. He says, the vapor thieves are stealing all my water. Uh, they're, they're making stuff hard for me if you kill them or take them out or deal with them, whatever. Uh, I'll double my tribute to you. Have they retconned the term moisture farmer? Like- I don't know. I always thought it was a moisture farmer, but he calls him vapor. Uh, he de- it farmers. always was no
2: no no D- Don't fucking okay. stain bears me This has uh-huh. always been a no, moisture farming situation And now Steven Root comes along And he flubs the line and we're just gonna be stuck With vapor
1: farming <laughs> from here on out I don't think he flubbed the line I think it was probably written that way But yeah why why I don't know this, is this I, a this, walkers Like in the right. walking dead situation Where everybody calls it something different Dude I for as much shit as I get
2: For like quote unquote mispronouncing things uh, And I do this the damn franchise worth 27 billion dollars can't decide if a main character is Jabba or Jabba. Can't even in this episode <laughs> in 2022. Uh-huh. Like so I don't know, moisture vapor. It's always going to be moisture farming to me, but uh everybody's got a different accent. Boba's yeah. got
1: a different accent than this uh Twi'lek, Twi'lek. Oh, I
2: don't mm-hmm. know. Twi'lek, Twi'lek who knows? You say Jabba, I say Jabba. <laughs> You say spider droid, I say speeder droid? monk of vang uh th- Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The fucking spider monks. I wonder... Yeah. Um, I talked about them in the first uh, episode. I wonder if they'll fi- figure into the plot. Do you know
1: about these guys? Uh, not much. Not much. No.
2: These are some... Uh, I, so I, I think there's two different conflicting lores about them. One is that they were monks that uh, took their asceticism to such an extent that they removed their brains and put them in this jars, and then put the so there's literally am, you know uh, ambulatory brains. Okay. And one was I think that this the Jabba's palace used to be like uh, you know a, a, a sanctuary, a temple to these monks. And they wouldn't give it to Jabba. So as punishment, uh, you know, since they, he, he, he is a way to mock them for being so lofty and stuck in their thoughts. He removed their brains and put them in his jars and kind of made them living decorations around his palace. Hmm. Uh, and then they're good. They're that because that's all star Wars legends at this point. So yeah. Favro might, uh, paint with a different type of brush. I'm, I'm curious to see, cause this is the first I've seen him in the, the new stuff.
1: Uh huh. spider monks.
2: Yeah. they cooler. Um, creepy human brains sloshing around in red fluid uh filled bowls with spider spider mechanical spider legs it's it's fucking creepy man yeah it's you know it wouldn't be as creepy if the
1: bowl didn't like dangle off the front i uh, yeah there's something it, it, about it i yeah, don't like it, it. cuz
2: it looks like a fucking black widow spider like our our yeah. monkey brains are programmed to recoil in horror from those things so it's terrifying and and as we should they're mm-hmm. poisonous um I, I do think that like this is the ya of boba fett but like it kind of makes boba look like an idiot that you know 8d8 had to draw a laser hologram chessboard for him to understand that the huts were behind the mayor's attack you know sure uh that like the it's like yeah yeah uh if you know wait five minutes till so the wookiee shows up you'll be sure but uh-huh <laughs> uh and and uh there's also i was excited to see like maybe the story of uh Boba Fett taking that bib Fortuna, but they're paying bib as a weak leader. No muscle, just uh, he maintained uh, control by essentially paying different uh, syndicates and the mayor off. So it's like, I don't think that's going to be an exciting fight, but it's I still kind of want to see him. You can't you can't tease a major trilogy character and then. Sure. Yeah. Not show me his uh, gross Twilight bloated tumor face <laughs> yeah we'll see see what he looks like they might wreck on that too who knows bring back the ugly twi, twi-, twi- i'm tired mm-hmm. of the fucking hot supermodel Twilix. i need to see some some average joe Twilix.
1: <laughs> okay we're gonna pronounce it different in the same sentence now
2: yeah Perfect. hell yeah
1: all right yeah if, 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 if the mouse can't get it right i'm i'm under no compulsion <laughs> it's true it does feel like they're sending bobo on a side quest here a little bit but uh, yeah, I don't know it kind of leads back into the main quest so are you excited to see
2: Stephen Root in the Star Wars Galaxy playing just like a real shitter
1: uh, it's not what I would choose for him but you know I, I feel like his, his work his time is better spent working on uh, season th- 3 of Barry perhaps um, mm. stuff like that he's great yeah uh, no he's fantastic he- ever since office space I've loved this dude yeah he he's great at
2: like being um a character that says he's competent but he's really just completely lost in in the 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 high weeds he's really mm-hmm. great at being like uh, his the, the the hammer judge from justified where he like, yeah I, yep. I can see him as like the mayor of like most Eisley. uh-huh and he's actually good at it but he's also funny and Steven root but yeah watermonger we'll see
1: <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, Boba roams the streets of Mos Espa until he finds the stolen water and uh, the vapor thieves have it. They make the case that they had no choice but to steal it because there is no work. So Boba decides, I'm gonna put you to work for me. And uh, Stephen Root, the vapor broker, wants 1300 credits for his stolen water. Boba talks him down to 500 and tells him to cut his prices. I still think it's funny that like, you know, like 1300 credits
2: for water. on a desert planet Uh where the only source of water is black melon and pulling out of the air that seems excessive like (laughs) if it was sand that's one thing I could see Charging Arm and Landfist but (laughs)
1: water come on man yeah, I feel you. Uh, and I, I just have no perspective on it, right? 1,300 credits could be $60 billion. Right. In today's That's money, 1,300 1, credits could be, you know, a penny and a nickel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when he talks about a 500, I have no perspective on, like, how? what is this going to do to Steven Root's operation? Is this going mm-hmm. to crumble his vapor empire? <laughs> Which... Uh, we haven't seen yet
2: or what? But yeah, Boba. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm still figuring all those out, all this economic stuff, macroeconomic stuff at uh at, at my age. But I'm, I'm pretty sure price controls aren't the answer.
1: No. Okay. Well, yeah. they're gonna try them in Mos espa yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, Boba. All right. Then we go to Boba healing in his back to pod. Uh, and then we flash back again to Camino again, a fucking again to Camino. Do we need to see this flashback fifteen times? Is this the only footage they had in flashback form? And we're like, oh, God, we got to run this. We got so many flashbacks yeah. to do. Let's run this, I guess, 14 times in an episode. I, I think it's so. amazing that uh, Boba's more
2: traumatized by that one time his dad went out for a pack of smokes than he was, But than then honestly seeing him beheaded. Because we've only seen that flashback once. This uh, right? this dad,
1: dad, don't leave scene has been, been really at the front of his mind. Traumatic. Well, he left him with like, what hundreds of thousands of himself? I feel like I feel like there might be some true hidden trauma there. Don't don't Lots leave me alone with my thoughts or something. I don't know. I'm the young. I'm
2: the youngest of 1.5 million brothers. My god, uh-huh. Dad, what have you done? <laughs> <You're>, no shit. <laughs> you, there's a river of shit running downhill to you, young man. Uh, speaking uh, yeah, of Star Wars nostalgia, I, I love the belching frog. It's just like, it's, oh, almost like yeah. a, it's almost like a scene for scene remake from uh-huh. the, the original. Uh, I always love I've all even when I was a kid, I loved the belching frog. I love the belching frog as a grown man.
1: Yeah, this was one of the things when they um, did the special editions that they added a lot of uh, stuff. Did they, is this
2: I thought this was no, a, no, no, or, no. The,
1: this Muppet was OG. No, it is. But that when they went back and did the special editions they added a lot of things like this right like George Lucas Too said much. you know what I love that fucking frog let's yeah. get like 19 frogs in every yeah. other scene and they're all belching in right. chorus or they're uh, all s- ja- jawas are swinging from then, them and then, and shit yeah. like that
2: and yeah, and then Boba Fett starts nodding his head because he's into the beat yeah yeah uh-huh. no they they, 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 they they went away there's some irrational Star Wars exuberance in the 90s yeah I, I, sure. I just feel like a little bit goes a long way here um, that's the thing like as a as a punctuation it's great yeah like it's you know like an ex. but but like if if uh, you get the you get a sentence with six exclamation points on it you're like oh my god calm down uh, yeah
1: and it works well here because it is yeah. just a, a little bit nice callback uh so yeah flashback to him as a, a tuscan again i i now i i read i did read some emails i lied i, I read an email or two uh I don't know what to call these fuckers. There's a con, there's a conversation to be had. Turns out it turns out there is. I'm going to call them Tuskens until we get to that because yeah. we established it last episode, and then we'll have the discussion. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Flashback to to Boba as a Tuscan and he rides a bantha into town to talk to the Pike Syndicate, which are the ones from the train last episode. He finds out the Speeder Bike Gang, Nikto Sand Riders, has already collected protection money from them, and they don't want to double pay, so. He needs to go out and uh, resolve the situation. He says he will, and then he goes you back I mean? to the Tuscan camp and finds it burned to the ground and the Tuscans murdered.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing when you said that the Boba's paying a price. Like it seems like everyone else around him is paying the price for Fair. his yeah. his actions. You know, it's like everything seems so badass last episode, and then we see the reprisal, mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready for it. Uh you know, he didn't didn't get the his, his, the his newly adopted people ready for it. And uh feels like a real asshole about it, obviously.
1: Yeah, I, I think what they're doing with these flashbacks is telling us a tale of unending retribution, um, you know, violence begetting violence. And and what they're doing with the current timeline is saying Boba has realized that and he's yeah. trying to change that. Right. Because he doesn't want to kill people. He mm, doesn't want to torture. He doesn't want to do okay. any of that stuff. So I don't know.
2: I did the the if you uh, Nikto might sound familiar because that's the official name of these kind of like leathery skinned uh, forehead and chin horn people uh, that worked a lot of uh, Java skiffs
1: mm-hmm. back in time of Jedi. Them.
2: Um. So yeah, you know that's that's uh, I think in between that and episode episode six, Return of the Jedi, and now they've they've come up with a whole name and species and all that. So I thought it was. Mm-hmm. kind of cool
1: yeah um, it feels like they're just getting Boba to do their dirty work in this scene like mm. hey we think we can probably control you but these other guys are giving us uh, a tough time why don't you go fight him yeah. but we'll see um, so Boba's in the back to tank he's attacked by the dark wookiee and he's being crushed to death until the new mutants, uh, oops, uh, the vapor thieves, come to his aid. And the Gamorians get in the fight, and eventually the Wookiee is dropped into the Rancor pit by Finnick. Uh,
2: I like the image of this Wookiee just ripping him out of his back to tank. Like he's in the middle of his reverie of revenge, and uh, he's taken it's just immediately taking it to uh-huh. uh, Ab- Boba. And I know, so like, I keep on noticing. Uh, physical
1: features of Mr. Morrison. Oh God! What now? This scene. You
2: can't. You, you, you tell me. Tell me what I noticed, Jim. You had to have. Uh, his exceptional shape for a man of his age. That's true. He has fucking put some work on yeah. his obliques and his like. You know, hasn't skipped leg day. The man no. at sixty is a fucking mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the toes of Tamir, Tamir, <laughs> to, 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 Tamura. Oh, no, what? I. <laughs> No, they're not funny. Don't go they're after not funny. his toes. He splays them in such a way that like his his big toe makes like a greater yeah. than 90 degree angle to his foot. This means in agony what? with this Wookiee grabbing him. It's like I, I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen toes to take that shape. It's like he's trying to cast a spell. Uh, I know what you're talking about. God. Yeah, the curling up, right? Like a Wicked Witch of the West sort of thing. Something, something that big toe. I thought uh, there's a scene from Righteous the new season of Righteous Gemstones. Where uh, John Goodman does something jolly with a gentleman's thumbs and the mm. prosthetic effect of these broken thumbs is almost exactly the same as Tamira Morrison's natural reflex of his big toe.
1: It's mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. What next week? What are you gonna go I, after I, on more of Morrison? Uh, I don't know. Week? I just there might be some lobe possibilities.
2: All, uh, right. All right, You know, I I don't. know. I'm, I'm running out of things to say because he's already got enough on me that he'll kick my ass. And <laughs> and honestly, I I I think he's got a lot good going on. But
1: uh, oh, he definitely does. Definitely more than I do. Uh, can can I just say it's not exactly yeah, if like- I, at 45. If I got in a
2: back to tank right now and slept it until I was 62, I still wouldn't look as good as him. Oh there I said it.
1: Uh I don't think it's really a display of strength to roll up to the fight where the new mutants and the Gamorians and Finnick have finally defeated your enemy in in a bathrobe. I just I just don't think it's it's as impressive as he wants it to look. <laughs> well, you know, He's got he essentially passed out on the
2: toilet, and someone just started beat, <laughs> rocking your world in that state. There's there's so, only,
0: really so only good there's only one look.
1: place to go, and it's up, you know. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. sure. Uh, uh, and also, th- thankfully, he wears those uh, tight boxer briefs in the tank. Otherwise, we'd get a display. Who knows what tomorrow, more some body mm, feature we'd be talking about. Mm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, I. How many fuckers are going to stand on this like three by three trap door by the end of the season? <laughs> All of them. Every single one. one. It's one thing if like, okay, you're having an audience with Jabba and he calls you and you're like, have to stand on the spot because that's what he wants. It's his rules. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows he's got his finger on the button and you better be fucking polite. You can't just maneuver people into the, I don't know.
1: It felt a little Austin Powers to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So Bobo wants to respond to this attack uh, by sending a message. Finnick wants to wait. The hut show up with a gift of a rancor and also tell him that the mayor has promised this territory to another party and they're leaving and they recommend he do the same. And then Boba releases uh, Kersantin? Kersantin? I don't know. The yeah. Dark Wookiee. Kersantin. Yeah. And Finnick says, I'll arrange a meeting with the mayor.
2: Kersantin sounds like a northern European envision envisioning of Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, anything Once, with once a night, Crascentan uh, comes down the chimneys with his Wookiee climbing claws and gives presents to all the good little boys and girls.
1: Yep, takes um, a bite of
2: one family member, leaves gifts for the others. Uh, I tell you what, I did I did get a big thrill of Danny Trejo popping <laughs> on up to Jabba's palace with a Rancor in tow. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they don't make a big deal of it uh, uh-uh. until you know the next scene but you see him in the background you're like is that no and then what and then did? and then you realize who's directing these episodes and you're like mm. oh, of, oh course. of course Danny Trejo is gonna be in this yeah Danny Trejo would kill to be in it he's he's,
2: he's cool uh do you know and how also, old like, Danny how they, Trejo is he's got to be like 80 right 77 years old because I remember when he was doing the machete stuff like he was uh-huh. grandpa age and uh many moons 10 years have ago. since then yeah yeah, that's insane. Wild. And they play him against type because he's like, uh, it, that, that's what's cool about. I, I like this playful use of the Star Wars lore where it's like, uh, you know, this throwaway scene in Return of the Jedi where the Rancor, the big, mm-hmm. fat, greasy Rancor guys is sobbing like a like a little boy over his pet being killed. And that's yep. kind of like, ah. This is vicious beast. And somebody loved him to like, no, actually, Rancors are very emotionally intelligent creatures and they need a degree of sensitivity and emotional way. And Danny Trejo is this guy uh-huh. is this big. Oh, who's a good Rancor? I loved it. It's <laughs> it's it's really, really funny. Yeah. Did you want to say anything about the hut scene before we get well, to the Rancor scene? What can f- run a hut off of a planet? Like what greater what what bigger yeah. fish is there? Uh, Bib bib fish tuna <laughs> bib fish tuna i big, don't think so big fortuna um are they going to get the uh moth ring involved in here because i'm like uh, what's what's know. bigger than the huts and in, in the fringes of
1: space yeah it feels like the mayor did something to consolidate his power but this is all point. yeah but this is all hmm interesting yeah well, let's talk about the the Rancor scene. Uh, Boba gets a Rancor tutorial from Danny Trejo, and he wants to learn how to ride it. And Trejo begins the process by allowing the Rancor to bond to Boba Fett by being the first human that it sees. And then the droid eighty-eight reports that the mayor is unavailable for the next twenty days. Boba tells Finnick, "Let's suit up. Gonna crash
2: this party, which is a Dathomir, y'all. I was talking about these." dark force witch right rancor riding people just as a throw-off comment in 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 the pilot episode your favorite youtuber had to look this shit up on on wikipedia <laughs> i i was so happy to hear that name check because number one it makes me look like a boss but number two i want this is the yeah like this is the yeah. weird kind of shit that i think that star wars desperately needs like an enema to flush out the creative blockage that's been suffering, that this franchise has been suffering from. Like, we need to get out there and tell some of these weirder stories. It can involve the Force. It just it just can't involve Jedi, soldiers, smugglers, or bounty hunters.
0: I you know, don't, Force, I don't know, Force man.
1: druids riding rancors? Yes. Yeah, we can do that. Can, can we have the witches wearing Mandalorian battle armor? Because that's the only way I want to green light a show for star wars universe now which is in Besker? i don't know does it yeah. mix i don't know i mean you can write a <laughs> you can write a rancor in Besker armor i'm pretty sure i think the rancor can have okay bits bits of yeah. like like every like well, how cool to
2: be to have a rancor with knuckles and every knuckle is enshrouded in the chest piece of a mandalorian warrior right like that's a rancor and it's mastered it's been through some fucking shit
1: you can hang a helmet off of one of those nose rings for sure. Hell
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Just or or oh man, imagine like if like it, it, he he was wearing like a, a halberd or something that's that's made out of uh pant like the, all the different the uh, chess pieces the Mandalorians uh-huh. and they're like and they're like scale armor like hanging off of yeah. him and they're like you know got got durasteel cables braiding in the I, I, okay I but but no the witches cannot be wearing Mandalorian armor I'm putting a firm no on okay that. fine. <laughs> Uh, I'll never get greenlit now. I'm too. I'm too <laughs> uncompromising in my creative vision.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the scene a lot. Um, the the Rancor whisper Danny Trejo is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like you said, um, I, it, one of the, it, I do hope we get to see Boba ride it. I'm pretty sure we, we have will. To there'll it, be a riot if they introduce the concept of
2: uh, not just any rancor, This is a thoroughbred racehorse of a rancor yeah like spe- like this, like this is this is like of a rancor connoisseur danny trejo he's like saw this rancor and is like this is the one this is my fucking life's work my magnum opus boba fett is going to ride if, if the- he doesn't ride this guy into battle by the end of the season i i don't know why i've got disney plus especially
1: because like one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode was just boba riding a bantha like i thought mm-hmm. that looked so cool but to mm-hmm. see it and uh, see him on a Rancor would be times 10. So, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Then Boba and Finnick visit. Uh, oh, oh, and they take the vapor bikers with them. They visit the mayor. That'll be important. Uh, the mayor's assistant locks the door. And when they open it, the mayor has gone. The assistant takes off in a speeder and the vapor bikers chase. I'm going to use that word as loosely as possible. Chase him. Trumas Espa. They trot after him. Yes, and they catch up to him and find out the mayor has gone to be with the Pikes. This beater chase,
2: man, it's terrible and it's just it just was like, I don't I don't understand. It's like these guys know so much about Star Wars lore clearly and they love it. And then they give us this shiny, pristine biker gang on Vespas that doesn't look cool at all. It's not cool.
1: These look like terrible. Yeah, like like where These look like it? riding your your grandma's 1950 vacuum cleaner. Like I out of the box, like
2: they're, they're uh-huh. like yeah, like yeah. this. If if you too drove clean, for sure, they will no longer look this clean again. They drove it once through the streets of moss Espa. It's, they're never going to be buffed to this. Sh- like I like, have you not seen any shit in Tatooine before on
1: a Star Wars movie? They're never pristine and <sighs> gleaming and shiny. I get what they're trying to do. This is another like Lucas loves hot rods and well, let's that's... put this into Star Wars. These guys are buffing their bikes all the time because they're a biker gang. I. I get that, but it just doesn't mesh with everything else around it. Well, that's
2: the thing, like, you know, souped up 50s, you know, turbocharger, uh, whatever's and 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 choppers are cool. Mm-hmm. Like American Graffiti wasn't about a, a Vespa gang, man.
1: Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree the <laughs> the design is bad. And and yes, yeah, so the, the speed of this chase, the feeling of speed, like I'm not even complaining with like. Oh, they're going slow, so it's boring. It's just the, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel no. like a speeder should be going this slow, or any of these bikes. And, and you don't it, need to the point where ve- every time they like ramp up something, I'm like, is that moped gonna make it up that hill? That that yeah. ramp is too steep for this thing. It doesn't have enough horsepower. Yeah, man, it's like it's, it's the stunts
2: and hot rod the movie. I. And and you don't have to have impressive vehicles to do a good chase scene. Look at the first born identity. Uh Like he's riding some Eastern European Econo shitbox, and all the cops are in like two cylinder, I don't know, Playmobil cars. But it's fucking badass because they are just wringing the nuts off these vehicles and sliding sideways and going through traffic. And the sense of speed. Yes, the sense of speed. Amazing. This is just like. You know, I I don't know. It's 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 weird, and it it just didn't feel like they had the techniques and the effects. But I keep coming back to like this is just conceptually a failure because like as soon as those guys rolled into town on their bikes, Mm -hmm. you just wanted to laugh. It was it was it was just just dumb. It is so like then you try to make them in a pulse pounding chase, and it just there's yeah there's no wheels to fall off because they're hovercraft, but
1: still. And and this is. They need to be careful, I think. I, I, I don't know what I'm a weird Star Wars fan, I'm, I'm a weird Disney fan, I'm a weird action viewer. Um, I like my action to be action y, uh, and this was not action y. And I, I feel like every time Disney goes for something like this and half asses it and ends up with like a rushed, low budget version of what I expect to see from a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. they end up Eroding my confidence in their ability to do this in the future. And it, they, they yeah. need to be careful with how many times they put a half assed CGI something on the screen. Yeah. Because it just unless it they just Unless reputation. they literally
2: just want moms and dads watching with their kids.
1: <sighs> yeah. Even then, man, like kids are going to go back to this 20 years from now when they're 30 and go, man, I remember loving that thing. Let me go back. And if it doesn't hold up, they're going to be less fan. Than they were before. Yeah. And, and like I said, they're,
2: I don't know. I feel like this, 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 this motorcycle gang or whatever, the scooter gang is uniquely bad because I have seen firsthand like kids. Like I, I grew up, I was a, a man when the prequels came out and I thought, you know, I didn't think they were terrible, but I also didn't think they're nearly as good as the original trilogy. Well, these kids have grown up and they're like, no, actually old man, you're fucking wrong. These things are gold. Your old trilogy's busted. Mm-hmm. And, but I go back and look and I'm like, well, you know, the Gungans are just like, okay, Jar Jar is kind of a fool, but the Gungans weren't. The Gungans were sure. a mighty people with like weapons that were kind of cool. And they had the like, you know, dinotopia, force shield aesthetic with the and the battle droids are undeniably cool. Um, Boss Nass is stupid. Boss Nass. But... Yeah.
1: Is he? <laughs> yeah. 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 His big slobbering uh, shake. Shake. Well, movie so is Jabba sure. the Hutt.
2: Jabba's, Jabba's cool. I'm, I'm just saying that like, well, I Jabba can't think of anything in the prequels right? other than maybe the Death Stick Merchant. Uh, that's <laughs> as cringy as, as this thing And, and I don't know I, I'm i with you I can't imagine uh, a 30 year old Coming back to this and be like actually yeah These bikers are cool but who knows Irony can reclaim anything like there might Be you see some uh Cool people dressing up like these dudes for Halloween ironically and then suddenly Everyone's got good who knows who
1: knows Yeah and suddenly everyone misremembers How cool it was in the first place Because yeah. they don't go back to actually check uh, I, I don't know man I, I just think like it, we have the technology to make this stuff actually look really good. To, to actually make it look perfect, indistinguishable from reality. And Disney has the money to do it. And mm-hmm. Star Wars is the franchise to do it in. But, but this like they're half it.
2: Also, someone just pay attention to the coherency of your world. These kids are too poor to buy water. Uh-huh. And they have these gleaming palaces well, of why. Vespas that they're riding around. Yeah, they and they spend but they're all also their money t- on parts. And they spend all their money upgrading their... But it all looks new and shiny, and they live in Tatooine. Tatooine is not the rich kids no, with lots of money no. neighborhood. This should all look cobbled together, and, but still cool. And they should uh-huh. look they should look tough and rough around the edges. Not like, you know, they were cast out of a WB teen drama.
1: No, I mean, Anakin speeder looks...
2: Fucking cool Perfect. pod racer? Yeah, that looks yeah. awesome. Bright primary colors, but it looks like something that someone scavenged from a junk pile. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I pretty much hated everything about this chase. Agreed. Agreed, and it's just all the
2: dumb shit. Like, like, and you can tell that, like, uh, when they're in the Riders, oh man, it's going to be fun because we're going to do all the tropy shit. We're going to drive through a, a fruit basket stand. We're going to drive mm-hmm. through a water, water tower. Tanks. We're going to, yeah. you know, make a, a rickshaw droid do it. But it all comes across
1: as hack because it's set on this just shitty, shitty base. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, uh, one more scene here. A whole bunch of pikes get off a ship as Boba's gang watches, and they report back to Boba. And Finnix says. They're going to war. Bubba says, we're about to as well. Yeah, he says, we'll be ready. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yep. This episode would be
2: immensely better if uh, as soon as the mayor's major domo took off in a car, you just had a, a scene of him just driving hellbent through the streets, looking at his rear view and no one's there. No one's there. Uh-huh. He gets to the spaceport like, ha, <laughs> i've i i I beat this guy and then boba just lands right next to him pulls a gun is like i've got a jetpack you dumbass Uh did you forget (laughs) like and then because like the other thing i feel like boba is holding the bag a lot in these episodes sure like boba is being befuddled and tricked and uh disrespected at all turns and uh that that uh, yeah like the the, the 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 exact same scene you cut out all the bikers and you make bobo look like a badass it's a win 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 um mm-hmm. anyway maybe only the this is going to be like star trek rules only the even numbered episodes are going to be bangers the odds Could are be. going to be oof oof motion picture oof oh my god these bikers it's a fucking fucking search for spock oh i
1: am curious Save to some see some whales next episode <laughs> I, I am curious to see uh where he goes In the flashbacks at this point, like with all the Tuscan camps being burnt to the ground or not all of them, but his particular one.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. There's got
1: to be some pretty grim vengeance
2: because they sold Boba having a very intense bond with these people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder, like, to me. That this calls for very dark resolution. Yes. And I'm curious to see if they can do that in like a T rated family show we'll see because he, he doesn't told the torture story. so he you told can the story he <laughs> <laughs> he disintegrates yeah yeah oh maybe he got the you don't torture after he he brutalizes these people like that's a lesson he learned like oh i just uh i i went to a place and i felt my father disapproving from me of uh, from the grave man i just want to feel that again well that's it for the episode uh, we'll come back with the mailbag but first a quick break Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeney. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds Clyde as the Mr. Feeny finally makes an appearance on Why Is Mr. Feeny a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, the very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find why is Mr. Feeny a car each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp, starting April 3rd. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragons Season 2, and it's
1: time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June
2: 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R.R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood.
1: That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into season two. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th,
2: but we've got you covered until then.
1: Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back with the
2: feedback. We got quite a few uh, messages this week. If you'd like to send us feedback, it's easy to send an email to the tribe at baldmove.com, and uh, we'll read it. First up is Caleb. Caleb says, regarding the feedback you received about how calm Boba Fett was about his father being killed, he's definitely hellbent on revenge for a period of time. There's an episode in The Clone Wars, uh, episode, the episode called Death Trap, where Boba tries to mace, I'm sorry, tries to kill mace, tries to mace kill. <laughs> Tries to kill Mace for killing his father. He's obviously not successful, but he does manage to blow up Mace's Jedi cruiser. It's kind of a fun plot where Boba pretends to be a clone cadet and has to deal with the clones of his father and also decide how far he's willing to go to get revenge. We also see the beginning of Boba rolling around with bounty hunters. I think he was more unhinged closer to the incident, but it's been decades and decades at this point. And like you said, Mace is dead. So I don't think Xanax or therapy would necessarily be required for him to have more control over his emotions. I mean, not just Mace, like the entire Jedi Order is wiped out. You've got, you know, at this this point in the story, you've got no what nobody right like is maybe I, luke's got a jedi academy he's trying to get back off the ground but for most of Je- boba's life there's been yoda mm-hmm. darth vader mm-hmm. obi-wan kenobi and joris see both sure sure <laughs> whatever fucking mad rasputin monk that they drag out for timothy zahn's original trilogy yeah, yeah so it's like it's if you got a if you got a, a hate boner for jedi there's just whew, not a lot of relief not a lot of relief <laughs> it's True, it's you better call a doctor because that's going to be a 20 year old hate boner that's going to go unbeaten uh, Caleb finishes with one other detail is that in the next episode of the Clone Wars when Mace and Boba finally meet Boba tells him he'll never forgive him for killing his father and Mace just says you'll have to nope. which I think showcases more of the Jedi's <laughs> arrogance in the final days before their fall and Boba says nah <laughs> <laughs> can't uh, make me the Jedi are, are shitters, man. In the prequels, they really kind of deserved everything they got. Maybe not the younglings. Yeah, well, all the masters. What? What the hell, you, you guys? What kind of what kind of order you're running? Aaron, double Aaron, I like the name, says, Hey guys, love your content. I'm happy to become a premium member recently. Well, good for you. Mm. I have, and thank you for your support. I have a theory about why the Tuscans have to wear the mouse pe- mouse piece, the mouthpiece and head wraps. Okay. In the episode two podcast, you guys discussed Boba not getting the Tuscan head wraps. And I think I know why. The chieftain tells Boba a story about when Tatooine was covered in water. So I think it's possible that Tuscans might be an aquatic species. They need the mouthpiece and wraps to survive since their seas dried up. Whoa. Anyway, thanks for listening to me ramble and keep up the good work. That's a pretty good theory. Yeah, no, it, um, it makes sense with what we know. Yeah, especially if the seas dried up very quickly Um mm-hmm. and maybe, re, you know, like uh, within the last uh 100,000 years or so, like it's just not enough time for the Tuscans to evolve sure the the proper thing so yeah
1: like the fact that they have to keep wrapped up at all times or they die that's that's interesting I like that are they just pouring black melon juice on themselves constantly keep those those wraps nice and wet maybe
2: those wraps are just like really really they're like the Freeman still suits in Dune they're just really good at recycling that water they just pour (laughs) pour (laughs) the black melon juice through the the mouth hole Uh they're basically walking cacti is what you're saying yeah 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 barrel cactus they store (laughs) that water (laughs) <laughs> uh, Pat says greeting from a galaxy not so far away uh, Andromeda maybe you have, seen numerous clickbait, you, you have likely seen numerous clickbaity articles related to the subject of the Black Wookiee in chapter 2 of the Book of Boba Fett indeed you surmise correctly however as a connoisseur of the broader Disney Star Wars canon I wanted to take it upon myself to stroll in like Boba in the Bibb's throne room and fire some information at you in case you missed it much like Bo Katan and Ahsoka in Mando last year, this Wookiee is making a leap from one form of media to the next. His name is Black Chrysanthemum, and he's been seen as a frequent player in a uh, Darth Vader comic book lines as well as its spin off series, Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra? Jesus. A, a, how are you going to spin a Darth Vader off and call it Dr. Afra? <laughs> I'm sure, that's one's, I'm sure that one's flying off the shelves. Yeah. He runs in similar circles circles to Boba, so they do have a history, which certainly comes across in that scene, even without the context of any comics. Um, Does it? I missed it. Potential. Well, I mean, I don't know. They they kind of mean mugged each
1: other. I think I see. see if I mean, I just if, thought if that you're was familiar. a hired gun who was there to kill the guy, mean mugging his prey, but.
2: Yeah, I think, but it's kind of like, uh, I think Boba Fett works in Return of the Jedi, even if you didn't see him in Empire. But if you saw oh. him in Empire, it gives you like, oh, you know that him and Han Solo have beef, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but I'm interested because like, uh, he, gets, he gets freed by Boba Fett. He's a very cool looking dude. And it seems likely, uh, we also talked about how deficient the muscle of Boba is right now. This would be... Like this guy took on almost all of Boba's muscles and ba- and almost won. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 doubling the muscle just by just by switching
1: sides here. And It feels like that's what's going to happen. I mean, I'd be cool with that. I, I would love to see that actually. I think he's one of the cooler characters in the show so far.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can pull the arms off the biker kids. I wouldn't. Yeah. Don't think they'd mind. That just they get new. They get replacements, and then they can come back <laughs> grittier and cooler looking for sure all of them having <laughs> replacement arms
1: mm-hmm. with with quick detachable hubs cuz this is going to happen again and again and again yeah. you know like so, you just you, sit them kinda... down for a game of hollow chess and it'll, <laughs> it'll work itself out you got to
2: design these guys arms like uh the the, the 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 gas tank the gas hoses at uh at convenience stores man they're designed to pop off cuz you know people are going to right. leave yeah you, know, you don't want to wreck your whole pump so just yeah make make the easy <laughs> detach wookie arms so you don't have to continually fix your prosthetics is the only it's the only way to do it. Leobo says midway in seeing the rancor, my first thoughts were uh, felt like expected and then boring. And then Trejo picked my attention up and I thought thought, wow, they're gifting us the visual of Fett riding a rancor to mow down his enemies in the finale episode. It was the equal bliss of experience Robocop riding uniform unicorns. And he says, parenthetically, you got to Google it. It's a thing. All right. <laughs> Then just a few minutes later, they brought out the hipsters, and I, it couldn't get worse. Uh, they put them on space Vespas. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? These worlds should not collide. Please get current culture out of my space fantasy. Favre has been doing amazing work with his, uh, this tired material again and again, so I have faith, but for how long? Here's where I'm getting at. If they are setting us up for what could be an amazing moment of cinema with a man writing a rancor, uh, or will it be Danny, the mother of dragons, writing Falcor type fail? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Wars spent its middle years being shit story, uh, great special effects, and bad spatial choreography. Now the writing and story are good again, and the practical CGI effects have found balance. Will we get a gift or open it to find a flaming bag of shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we, look, we got half our feedback was about these, these biker gangs. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, Jessica Piles on says, the most obvious offenders in the show... Uh, the most obvious offender of the bikers is their styling. They seem far too clean and polished like for a desert street gang. Their clothing screamed 80s to me. Their styling was so out of place in any Star Wars world that it was immediately ruined. And don't even get me started on the bright, shiny, clearly never seen dirt in a desert land scooters and bold, vibrant, shall I say, Power Rangers colors. Yes, you shall. Mm hmm. I get a real sense that someone had just watched the warriors on the design team. Another offense was the integration of the droid tech. Nothing felt accurate. Each piece felt too closely derived from our current tech today versus something that would have actually been pulled out of a droid. I agree. Like that lady needed a C3PO looking arm with (laughs) hydraulics and shit exposed. She's got something that looks like she stole it from
1: the movie AI. I Yeah, the droids are not super advanced uh, in their form. You know, there are a lot of different forms, but all of them are pretty crude.
2: Yeah, it's all they're all about function in the Star Wars universe, not not hiding, you know, machinery and circuits and wiring and stuff like that. Like,
1: yeah, I'm with you. Um, And and I I, I'm worried for the Rancor scene because of a scene like this. Right. Like if they're going to half ass Boba riding a Rancor, I don't even want to see it.
0: If if he's going
1: four miles an hour and Phoenix like come on, man, I got shit to do. Let's get this Rancor up to speed. I'm not going to be impressed by it. Especially since, like, I'm pretty sure in one of the uh,
2: the Jedi Knights you got to ride a Rancor. And it was kind of fucking awesome. Oh, so, I like, if that. you can't do better than 10-year-old gra- computer graphics, just stay at home. Just stay at home.
1: 10. 10, he says. 10 years, probably, years old, that probably probably Jedi 15, Knight.
2: Oh. Probably longer. Oh, yeah. 20. Oh, Jesus. How fucking old am I, Jim?
1: <laughs> Pretty old. Let's man.
2: not think about it. Uh, I want to go back to Leobo's email because they, they have the kind of same concern. It said, I said, a noticed at the end scene with uh, Trejo made it look like it could be either a lame trick where the rancor is meant to eat Fett or that the pet is just being soothed by Trejo because his newly imprinted master left him. Could read either way. I, I think it's the latter. I don't think yep. Trejo is, is tricking Fett. I don't think like the first thing he sees, he's going to have to compulsively eat.
1: Well, when it was laying there on on you know these Hutt, the Hut's uh, delivery platform, I was thinking, is this a Trojan Rancor? Is is like are four <laughs> other dark <laughs> Wookies going to pop out of this thing in the His middle butt, of the night, yeah, and- like Fra- like Frank Reynolds from that couch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squeeze through whatever orify they can uh-huh. find on this Rancor. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: okay, we're going to learn something cool. About the Maori culture here. Joe wrote in after we talked about uh, uh, Tamura's Morrison's uh, facial expressions. Oh boy. So, you're talking last week about this guy's facial expressions when he's in combat. I thought as a New Zealander, I could give some context. I'm not Maori, but I have been exposed to enough of the culture that there's a few things I feel comfortable saying with some confidence. The expressions uh, Morrison wears in battle are 100% him bringing his Maori ness to the performance. You can see expressions uh, like these in any haka. A haka is defined by uh, mm-hmm. on the Maori dictionary as a posture dance with vigorous dances, and actions, and rhythmically shouted words. Uh, you have to really see one to get the idea. And if you've ever seen like the New Zealand rugby team take the field in um, oh, the Olympics, there's been several. Like you could probably new, new Google New Zealand team haka and see a bunch of these examples of this very intimidating war dance, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, um, during the hockey, you can see some of the performers pulling extreme facial expressions, which often ex- involve exposing the whites of the eye and the teeth and the tongue. These are known as Pukana. This short video goes into some depth. And he, he sent me a three minute video of uh, a Maori gentleman explaining like the significance. Like, So there's, there's two purposes for these. I, I did a bunch of research and I fell down a Pukana hole yesterday. Um, number one originally these were things you did to people in battle to like, just intimidate the shit out of them. Like, look at me, look how big and scary, look at the whites of my eyes and how insane I look. And also I'm going to eat you. We're going to, we're going to kill and eat you. That's the story. But then also this became like incorporated in a lot of the rituals or funerary rites. And there's like 36 different distinct types of these uh, like grotesque facial distortions that they do, and they all mean hmm. something different. Like the angle of the tongue, and the eyes, and the cast of the face, uh, and also like if you want to, uh, there's some really cool stuff. I I I, I went down this uh, hashtag pukana hole on TikTok of all these Maori people doing like pukana offs and like <laughs> haka versions of like pop songs and stuff. It was real. I, I spent like at least nice. an that's what I did waiting for the expanse to start up last night. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's it's effective, man. Uh, it, I think like it brings something fierce to the to the fight that it d- I don't it see does. in other in other fights,
2: and it makes a lot of sense. I do think, um, you know, now that I've seen like dozens of different New Zealanders and Maori doing their their haka's and their pukanas, I do think that Tamora does bring a set of chompers. Tamira brings a set of sure. chompers that are impressive. You know, like, like Jim said, the walls have never been breached. Like I do, like, I, th- I think he's got exceptional equipment to, 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 to bear in battle. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad I got to learn something new. Uh, so thanks for that, Joe. Next, we got Sean Bon Jovi says, just a quick note. We saw the origin of Finnick and Boba's relationship in Mando. Finnick was gutted and left for dead. Boba picked her up and fixed her up with some cybernetic guts. I'm definitely hoping we don't find another hidden link between the two of them. I, wh- I So I go, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, right? And the, tri- well, now we've seen this episode, the whole tribe has been wiped out. So I think all this stuff is moot. Yeah, it's a good theory. I think so. It's a good theory. I don't necessarily mean it was impossible, but it clearly is now. So thanks for pointing that out, Sean Bon. And we'll move on to Nicholas. Says I love your guys's commentary uh, uh, on so many great shows. I've been enjoying listening to your book of Boba. And one issue I've noticed is something my friends and I've also been struggling with. How should we refer to the indigenous peoples of Tatooine should be referred to as sand people, Tuscan raiders or Tuscans. The first, at first sand people sounds like a pejorative or even a derogatory term, likely because of their depiction in a new hope and other canon. However, if Wikipedia is to be believed, the term sand people was given to them due to their existence in the desert. But the more formal name of Tuscan raiders was acquired much later due to a period of concentrated attacks on the a settlement at Fort Tuscan. Though this name is often used as a common term for the race, it actually refers only to the participants of the attack on the settlement. According to the same entry, the term sand people dates back to 4,000 years before the battle of Yavin, 4,000 years before star Wars, a new hope, but Tuscan Raiders dates back to about 98 or 95 years before the battle of Yavin. When the attacks took place, though Tuscan appears to be the more accepted term, even referring to their language, it actually seems to be more of a pejorative term given its origins. Dropping Raider doesn't change the meaning as a term. Tuscan has no etymology independent of the raids on the fort, to my understanding. Alternatively, especially considering portrayal of this group in the Book of Boba, sand people need not be pejorative at all and seems fairly descriptive. They are the people of the sand because of how important a role they play in the show. It's worth considering which term is actually best. Yeah, I mean, like, so again, all my what I said last year. Uh, week about how this is all fictional stuff and uh, it doesn't really matter. I also think it's kind of useful to um, talk about this stuff in a f- in, in a frame that maybe doesn't offend anyone real because
1: you can kind right. of like test out your, your theories on this. Um, what do you think, Jim? I think this is pretty convincing. However, I would also say Sand People seems like a relatively new name if we're talking about. Uh, a people who were probably around when Tatooine was a water planet. True. Uh, they would certainly not have called them the sand people uh, yeah. then. And sand people, even even in the, the history that you've laid out here, is also a name given to them by others. So th- that's, that's where it comes back to. Like, what do the sand people call themselves? That's what I want to know. Can we get, like a word in their language that means like that is their name. Yeah. Would we be able to speak it? I don't know. I don't know. What I think is interesting is like how many
2: uh, words that refer to a people that they call themselves in their own language are just like man, woman, human, people like a lot of like, uh, you know, those people, uh, they're not uh, they're they're uh, Maori. Well, what's Maori mean? Oh, it means the people on the land
1: you know i guess it's like, like
2: calling what do we call ourselves so, you know and and i i think that's that's interesting because like if if everyone like if, whenever you made first contact and you're like oh, what are these people uh-huh. they say they're just humans oh they're humans well we're humans all right like, oh, like things would be a lot different you know sure, but, uh, sure like they're not fucking humans they're uh you know sand people or tuscans or what it's
1: yeah um well i i think of like um the 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 expanse um in terms of like the belters and what they call themselves right they have a word in their yeah. language which it crucially is pronounceable with the human tongue i don't i don't know how uh, pronounceable a sand person name in their native language would be for mm-hmm. a human but you know you can call them belters you you can call them a lot of things but they call themselves beltalota um, as a people right so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like sure. that's like the proper name for the belters and, uh-huh. and Belters is like a shortening of that, yeah. Or, well, it, but it but, but like almost Belta like an, an outsiders' mean, shortening of it.
2: That, 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 like Belta, literally, a Lota means literally of the all of us Belters. Yeah, we, we like Belters. Is, essentially. Yeah, you could say like, there's a, a uh, you know, uh, uh, fuck a pallet Lota. You got a bunch of pallets, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I just looked it up, May, because I just guessed at this. The def, the actual dis meaning of Maori, as far as I can mean, means. uh, Normal or ordinary. So, like the Maori call themselves, huh, okay. we're just the normal people. Yeah, <laughs> we're just regular people.
1: That's it. Makes regular sense. People. Yeah.
2: Because uh, I'm like, oh fuck, what if I got that wrong? Um, the other thing is the, the the other thing that's that's unique to the fact that this is a fake uh, culture on a fake planet and all this is made up. Is that Wikipedia entry could be based on Star Wars legends that are not fact. Oh, shit. Like, until this is established in, like, a canon source of, I honestly don't know what is and isn't canon. I think the Clone Wars is, like, one of those things that are still canon. Uh, I know definitely from Rebels on, it becomes canon. But... Um, yeah, it, it seems like Favreau is trying to put it to where like, you know, like there is no Fort Tuscan. Tuscan is what they call themselves and Raiders is the pejorative and Sand People is like a bit of a pejorative, too. But but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's the way it's being used in this show. Yeah, and it's also I think it's like the way Sand People hits me wrong because I was like, you know, I was a kid growing up during the first Gulf War. Yeah, and I exactly. heard a lot of my Muslim friends and junior high. uh attacked by sand and a pejorative mm-hmm. and like that's like the first time I've ever heard a slur and like uttered in anger and it made a big impact so like when I hear like say,
1: like it just seems like a you know like uh, oh they're sand people Uh yeah there's an implication of being less civilized less yeah. valuable because yeah of where they live it's yeah, yeah yeah there's like lots of different ways to demean a culture by you know just
2: just, just uh, dismissing them with like a, a, a common thing they're associated with but on the other hand if literally in their tongue they call themselves the people of the sand which is mm-hmm. plausible then you should probably uh you know refer to them that or maybe in their but I, I yeah again i don't know what it sounds like if like if i if i spoke their language it sound like a donkey brain. so i don't know if i could right. pull that off <laughs> but uh yeah star wars star wars political politically correct speech it's an interesting thing to play with uh that's all we got for this week. If you would like to send us some more feedback on this, uh show show me your favorite Pukana face. Uh I would like to see it. <laughs> Tribe try at baldmove.com. Uh we'll be back next week to see if Bookaboba can and I I I my my fondest wish is he's in his back to tank and there's a flashback to where he pulls up to the biker gang and they're all just in a crater, smoking crater. And it's just another thing that he's pissed off about. And we never see these people again because the Wookiee, the Gamorrean, <laughs> okay. Danny Trejo, Finnick, and the Rancor can stay. Mm-hmm. Kids need to get the fuck out. Uh, 8B8, you're cool, too. Still waiting for Matt Berry to be funny. These, these, these Power Rangers need to go. We'll see if it happens next week. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.